Welcome to Copy Chief Radio. I'm your host, Kevin Rogers. This is the show where you hear directly from all the experts at copychief.com how to write better, sell more, and have a greater impact using the power of your words. Let's do it. Hey, welcome to Copy Chief Radio. It's Kev Rogers here, and today we're going to talk about proof. You got to prove it if you want people to believe it, and if they don't believe it, they're not going to buy. So the different kinds of proof and different kinds of research you need to be doing to get good proof. And this is cool. This is going to be an interesting new perspective on this topic of proof because I have Candace Lazar on with me today. And Candace is a lawyer, and she's also a direct response copywriter and a fabulous content creator. And so she brings really unique perspective and a lot of important experience to this issue. So Candace, thanks for being here. I'm excited. Me too. Thanks a lot for having me. Yeah, it's going to be super fun. So you have a new article, Boost Your Conversions by Thinking Like a Lawyer. I love that. Tell me a little bit about your, your experience as a lawyer, and then we'll sort of transition into how that helps us think about proof. Sure. Well, as far as practicing goes, I, you know, I, I've only been practicing for a few years, but it was long enough for me to know that I wanted to do a different type of writing. So that's why I got into writing copy. Mm. But I have litigation experience and transactional experience. And what's good for both of those, you know, litigation experience is your entire case is built on proof. And as far as transactional, when you're writing contracts, you need to think a lot about what are all the different possible contingencies and how am I going to address those? So they, they lend different perspectives to the idea, but both, I think, really complement it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's a great point about litigation. It's just like proof is everything, right? And and it has to be presented so dynamically that you have to convince other humans in the room <laughs> that this is this is the evidence they need to make a the best decision. That that's exactly right. Yeah, and you know if if it's if it's missing, then you need to be able to overcome that and explain how and why you're able to overcome it mm. or if it if it cuts against you same thing so yeah it, it makes or breaks your case literally <laughs> yeah and i think that a lot of times the same could be said about a sales letter or any kind of offer we make especially this day and age where transparency is key and your proof has to be very legitimate right and people could easily kind of if they're savvy enough dispel it if it's not legit and so let's talk about the three types of proof that you like to focus on when you're creating copy okay well uh you know the the first i guess most blatant type is is data uh, based proof so that's proof that's going to be based on verifiable objective facts and statistics and you know there, there are things that can be demonstrated and even if you don't have necessarily data about your end product or service, you usually have some sort of data about the different elements of it that you can use. So these are, these are the things that are often shown in you know, charts, pictures, yeah. graphics, that sort of thing, because they're easy for people to understand that way. Yeah. And it also just helps you know, break up the copy a bit. So that's one type. The second type 
is experiential proof, which shows your audience your experience. So those are, they're still facts, but they're facts that are going to be more about how many clients you have, uh, who are they, how long have you been in business, and that sort of thing that show, you know, do you have experience? And even for a newer business, it's about what prior experience do you have that you bring to the table that, that makes you special and unique. Yeah, I like it. And then the third type is, is social proof, third-party proof, which everyone is probably pretty familiar with at this point. Um, you know, it's simply because this type of proof is really ubiquitous with technology, I and mean, there's no excuse not to have it. So yeah. social proof is going to be things like your testimonials, uh, customer reviews, social media comments, and things like that where other people share their experience with your product or your service. Yeah, that's cool. And that's a big one because it's that one's sort of happening in real time anymore, right? It's like, you know, most businesses mm-hmm. will have a Facebook page and the savvier businesses are compelling their customers to leave a review. And anybody who's about to make a significant purchase, purchasing decision is going to go look for reviews, either, you know, Google or Facebook. So those things are huge now. And, and to not have any can really quickly lead to suspect. Definitely. And, and, you, and you raised a point that, that was, a, you, you made me think of something interesting as well, that with social media, a lot of companies nowadays are providing customer service on Twitter. Now, if you have a problem with mm. Comcast mm-hmm. uh, and some other companies that I, I can't think of one immediately, but I will, you can go on Twitter and tweet them right away and you'll get someone back to you probably a lot faster than if you called. And meanwhile, they're establishing a record yeah. that shows, look how responsive they are, look how fast they're helping their customers. So it's really a win-win for both of you. You get faster help and they get the social proof showing that they're taking care of you. Yeah, that's a great point. There's so much to that, right? It's like, man, there is no, I have an unjustifiably uh, low tolerance for calling an 800 number, right? It's just like, mm-hmm. it, all I can think about when I'm having to do that is how much I'd rather be doing other things. <laughs> yes, but and, what can I what can I do instead to get a hold of them? Yes, if I could <laughs> other just, than dial this number, <laughs> uh, it's it's you know, and the chat helps. Like I'll take the chat, you know, if it's a, if it's a simple issue, but having to go through those and there's nothing more maddening to me is when you answer all the questions and you dial in your account number and all these things, only to have somebody pick up and and start over, as if you've done none of that. Right? It's like what what did I just do all that for just so you could ask me to tell you those same things. It's, 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 it's archaic. <laughs> and so you bring up a great yeah. point about be a forward thinking company and, you know, put it out in the open. If you have great customer service and you're willing to solve problems for people doing it on, on Twitter is a brilliant way to, to demonstrate that. And what a relief. <laughs> so that's a, that's a really <laughs> that's dynamic perfect. and cool example of proof. Well, all right, so if we're talking about like a piece of copy now where we feel like we can control the experience as much as possible, people expect to see proof inside the copy. How much do we need there? Uh, well, how much you want, period, is as much as possible. Mm-hmm. More is always better. 
uh, you know, think about proof the way you would think about building a swipe file. You want to have a lot of different proof elements that you can pick and choose from. You can test against, see what does well. So you, you want a lot because you're not going to use it all at once. You're going to use it really, you know, again, strategically. And as far as how much proof should be in any one piece of copy, uh, the answer is ideally one form of proof for every claim you make. So, you know, if you cite numbers, where do those numbers come from? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you cite uh, a certain amount of time for a result to occur, you know, did someone say that? Where's the testimonial that says that? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So for each claim, you want to be able to have at least one proof element, which is a lot. Definitely. Uh, but it, it, it's going to really help your audience see that they can trust you and that you can back up your claims. And yeah. that's what's going to get them to buy. That's a really good point. And, you know, so if I'm a company, but I just started or this is a new product and I don't have any proof direct to it. Is there a way to cover that? Uh, yeah. First, I would say, you know, seek out testimonials. Give, give out the product or, or service, you know, get, give, give free samples in exchange for testimonials. Um, and second, then you really want to split out the different elements of your product or service and see what proof is there about those. So that's where you'll say, okay, you know, I have an ingredient. What are, what are the, uh, the properties of that ingredient? Well, it's known to reduce blood pressure. Talk about that. Mm. You know, your spokesperson, if, if your spokesperson has you know, some really hardcore, impressive credentials. Talk about that. So these, these smaller aspects of your product or service that do have a track record, you talk about that track record and that helps, you know, give the halo effect to your own product or service. Yeah, great point. Yeah, that's a really good guide for people because that's a common issue, right? It's like the simple answer is never forego proof. Like there are ways to get proof, right? Especially if you know, you know your product's good and you know it's people need it. Passion alone needs to be it, it, passion needs to be backed up by proof. And as you just displayed, you know there's there's ways to get it, and you have to mm -hmm. you have to be creative to get authentic proof. It's worth the effort. So if what if we only had to choose one? You know, one ideal type of proof. What, what would you choose? Well. I don't really think there's there's truly one just because different types of proof appeal to different people. So going back to the swipe file, you're going to want a, a variety of types. But if I really had to pick just, you know, one one particular type, I would say a case study. Mm. And a case study, you know, there are some types of proof, proof elements that are going to be inserted into your larger body of copy, whereas other proof can stand on its own. You know, a case study is itself an entire form of proof. The whole case study just serves as proof. Um, and it serves as all three types. When you talked about, uh, you know, data, experiential, and social proof, different aspects of that are hit throughout the case study. So it's going to appeal to most people for at least one reason or another. I also, I, I, case studies are good as well because they're, they're evergreen. You know, they're not going to yeah. be tied to a particular time. Right. And even if even if the numbers or, or, or the data, something were to change overall, the success of the case study doesn't. A successful case study remains a success, 
eight successful case mm, studies. Yeah. And you and you can reuse different parts of it. You know, it's really good for repurposing. You can pull out uh, parts to use as testimonials or to use as teasers and, and different things like that. So it's really flexible as far as how, how proof goes and how much mileage you can get out of one thing. Yeah, great point. And so, you know, what are some of the keys to, you know, a successful proof element? What's got to be in there? The more specific, the better. Now, so, so to say the number 52 is more believable than just saying more than 50. Mm. It sounds better. Credible sources can't overstate the importance of that in, uh, now that we know that there's a lot of fake news out there. You need to have credible sources. And if you don't know for sure if it's a credible source after you know, doing some research, just don't use it. And it doesn't need to be some scientific journal or something like that. It can be your own research study, but just make sure that you have a credible source in a credible way that you got your information. For case studies and testimonials, details make the story. You know, those are going to be successful when the reader can relate to the subject in the case study or in the testimonial and can imagine that your product or service is going to do the same thing for them. So those details will make all the difference. And uh, one, one really important thing I think to mention too is proportionality. So I've said that you wanna have a lot of different types, more than you think you're gonna need for any given piece, but you don't wanna, do, you don't wanna overkill either because if you have an ungodly amount of proof you know, to, to ask someone to purchase a $9 product, they're gonna say, well, why is that? You know, it almost comes across as unconvincing. You're doing too much. Why do you need to try so hard? So less proof for a smaller item, more proof in a, in a larger uh, piece of copy. And, you know, again, it's, it's kind of a judgment call, but just make sure that, that it seems proportionate to the amount that you're charging and what the customer is going to be getting. Yeah, that's a really good point that you can overdo it, right? It, it actually yeah. raise suspicion by overdoing it with, with proof elements because that's what a thief would do. <laughs> They would try to overwhelm you (laughs) into thinking the opposite of what is true. Really interesting. And you know, one other thing that we've done in the last few years with video sales letters is when we present proof in the video, we will footnote the source at the bottom of the page, right? So we'll even say Mm -hmm. in the video, hey, you know, occasionally you're going to see these asterisks and these indicate that you can actually click through to the uh, source of our research on this page. Um, and it's a little counterintuitive because the rule is that we don't want anybody clicking away from the page at all. But if the sales message is compelling enough, they will wait to do that. But what's important is that it's there and that you're giving direct links to your, your source so that you can be transparent and show you the legitimacy of the things you're saying and it's not just something you conveniently made up, right? Exactly, yeah. They they might not ever click through. They just want to know that they could. That's right. Okay, well, there's an asterisk there. You know, that suggests that they did some sort of study or some sort of research to come up with that. So yeah. I'm going to believe it. You know, they, they won't even need to click through. Just having the ability to do so is what makes the difference. Yeah. And I think it's it's a great way. I'm glad that it became a trend because it forces people to be more honest. And like it's like, oh, now we have mm-hmm. to cite our proof. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they probably <laughs> most people aren't going to sit there and click around to it. But 
you can't you're gonna look you're gonna have a lack of proof now if you don't live up to that standard right so it's all about having legitimate proof it's all about being organized with your proof and it's all about presenting it in a dynamic way just like you would if you were having to you know try a court case to save your life or save your money or your business or whatever it was so Candace, wow, really cool. Great insights into proof and how we need to be thinking about it. Tell me how people can find you. And is this a service you offer at all, like helping people kind of assess their proof and look for ways they could make it more dynamic? Yes, I do. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to uh, do critiques with existing proof and show where I think that something can be strengthened. And I'm also happy to create something from scratch. You know, small, large, depending on what you need, whether it's helping you decide to uh, go out and create some new proof, whether you want, you know, a few testimonials written or a case study or a really, you know, strong proof heavy sales letter. You know, happy to do uh, a wide variety of services related to that. Great. Cool. Awesome. Uh, Yeah. CandiceLazar.com, right? Yes. That is the, that is the website. It's C-A-N-D-I-C-E-L-A-Z-A-R. CandiceLazar.com. Also, you have a checklist, which making a sale is like winning a lawsuit. What is in that checklist? What people find there? That checklist is, it's got a list of a bunch of different types of proof and proof elements. Uh, You know, a couple that we've talked about, obviously, are testimonials or case studies, but there's obviously many more than that. So this list correlates different types of proof you would use in a court case. And what you would use, that's kind of the, the direct correlation, but not really for marketing. Mm-hmm. And I also have for each of those different types of proof in the list, I think there are 13 or 14. For each of those, I also give you a tip of what not to do. Oh, wow. So yeah. It really is a checklist. So you can go down the checklist and you can check off for any given product that you're working on something for. Do I have this? Do I have this? Do I have this? That's brilliant. It's something every freelance copywriter and marketer needs to keep handy right on the desk. Awesome. Thank you. CandiceLazard.com. Thanks for being here, Candice. Let's do this again soon. I would love to. Thanks again for having me. This was great. Appreciate it. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you dug the show. Come on over to copychief.com. That's where you'll find all the backlog, all the transcribes, all the show notes, and all the free weekly copywriting tips. Copychief.com.